Hey, DMVR listeners. As always, really excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. StravaCraft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. These guys' reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee, it's taken away everything from long-term migraines to back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety, pretty much you name it. CBD is also all-natural, not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. going on guys welcome into the dmvr nuggets podcast harrison wind here today on a tuesday we are presented by total beverage where dmvr listeners can get 30 percent off your purchase of 25 dollars or more by using the code dnvr2019 do that online or on the total beverage app total beverage delivers to most of the metro area and they also now have cbd products as well as so hit those guys up for all your liquor wine beer spirits needs along with cbd products too it's Tuesday. The Nuggets' first preseason game is finally here. Denver's in Portland uh, tonight for the opener. Michael Porter Jr. is playing. Nicole Jokic is not playing, but a lot to talk about today and just kind of the lead-up to that game, and I'll give you guys a rundown of what I'm looking for and what I'll be watching for. Also, I want to let you guys know, if you're listening to this podcast before the game, keep it tuned to all our DNVR Twitter channels. Keep it tuned to all our accounts on Twitter. We'll be doing something after the game that I think you guys might want to tune in for. We're pretty excited about it. But I do want to get some questions too. And if you guys ever have questions for the show, if you're a subscriber, uh, leave them on the DNVR.com. Log in and leave a comment uh, in the comment section at the bottom of every story, of every podcast that's only open to a DNVR subscribers. And that's where we're taking most of our questions from. If not, you can always hit me on Twitter at Harrison Wind or through my email, wind at bsndenver.com. So I definitely will get to what I'll be watching for in tonight's preseason opener. I want to start with these first two questions, though. Uh, This one slipped through the cracks. This is from last week, but Manx Bronco asks, been listening to the Broncos podcast for a while, been loyal to my other Nuggets pod stupidly. Just canceled it on the back of listening to this. But how much do you think Paul Millsap has left in the tank? I'm very excited about MPJ. Actually have him on the rookie of the year this year at a whopping 149 to 1. Wow. 149 to 1 for MPJ. Those are some nice odds, you know. When it comes to that, I'll address that part of the question first. Not sure exactly if we'll get enough playing time to get rookie of the year. I mean, you look at the guys at the top of the draft like Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett. Those guys are going to be playing 30 plus minutes a game, so I don't know if MPJ is going to have the minutes to put up just the raw numbers that goes that those guys are, but you do have to think Denver's team success will help Porter out. You know, if he does establish a definite role with this team, if he does carve out a nice fifteen to twenty minute per game role off the bench by you know the first month or two of the season, which I definitely think is possible, and builds on that, but just from a raw minutes total. I don't know if he can contend for rookie of the year, but hey, 149 to one, you never know. Some injuries, 
uh, with some other rookies throughout the league, not Porter, but never know what could happen. I like that bet. And then the first part of the question, how much do you think Millsap has left in the tank? I think he's got a little bit more than people probably think. I mean, Millsap is up there in age, 34, 35 years old. Obviously, the elder statesman on the Nuggets roster compared to what's going to be, again, one of the youngest rosters in the league. But I think Millsap probably has another year, another two years playing at the level he played at last year. And then I think it's probably going to start trending a more steeper downturn for him. And what I'll be interested to see when it comes to Millsap is when does he transition to like that Andre Iguodala type role off the bench? Because if that's in Denver, you know, maybe that's after this year with Jeremy Grant here and Denver really wants to keep Jeremy Grant here, obviously long-term. And I think they could very well see him and envision him as their power forward of the future next to Jokic. If Millsap is in Denver, does he transition to a bench role after this season? Is he still a starter? Does Grant keep coming off the bench? I could kind of see both of those scenarios unfolding, especially if Millsap has another really strong year. Or does he go elsewhere and continue the start or go to another contender and come off the bench? I think that's going to be a fascinating subplot to kind of follow throughout the rest of Millsap's career. But I still do think he has a couple really strong years left for sure. This comes from Jack Wiley. He writes, with Jokic and Bull not playing the first game, do you expect Jeremy Grant to get some minutes at center in small ball lineups? If so, how do you think it will look? And I guess this goes into a talking point for this preseason opener. Nicole Jokic is out, as is Bull Bull. No surprise on Bull Bull. Denver listing him out with a foot injury, which I've got to think is a designation he'll have for you know the next couple of weeks or so or next couple of months. Not really sure when he's going to get fully cleared to return to the court in full contact. He's not right now. Um, I'll address the Bull Bull injury thing real quickly. It's not like a new injury by any means. Going back to Oregon, uh, a stress fracture in his foot cut his freshman year at Oregon short after nine games, I believe. No new injury. Denver just wants to take it slow. You know, Historically, in the NBA, big men with, with foot trouble doesn't go well. So, Denver wants to take it slow. I would not be surprised if he's on a, you know, Jared Vanderbilt-type track to return to the, to the court. If you guys remember, Vanderbilt also fell in the draft. Another big man who had foot troubles his freshman year of college. He was at Kentucky, and he was viewed as a first-round pick, maybe even a lottery pick, but, you know, foot troubles sunk his draft stock, as did with Bull as well, and the Nuggets took it really slow with Vanderbilt, rehabbed him during the summer, let him take his time getting back to the court. Fully cleared him in January, and then he was playing in the G League and got some time with the Nuggets as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bull is on a similar track, but I do think a lot of his year will be spent in the G League and in street clothes and obviously not playing in this first preseason game. I would be a little surprised if he played at all in the preseason. When it comes to Jokic, no injury there. Uh, this is just a rest day for Jokic. One of the storylines that I've been tracking throughout the course of training camp, and it's been pretty interesting to me, there were a lot of question marks from you know people in the media and people kind of around the team. How would Jokic look after a long summer with Serbia? You know, it's not like he was playing a ton of minutes with Serbia throughout the World Cup in those exhibition games, but he was just still playing. You know, it's still exhausting the travel. Uh, just the games, it wears on you. And it was a long summer for him. He hadn't done that in 
quite a while since 2016 with Serbia. And that was after the longest professional season of his career. He had never played into you know that late in April before. So how would he come back? Would Denver really need to load manage him and ease him into training camp? And what I found at training camp in Colorado Springs last week was he was feeling great physically. And he was also in a great mental state as well. It seems like he's really enjoying being back at training camp. Michael Malone talked about this uh, on Monday at practice. But Jokic had a tough, maybe frustrating time uh, at times with Serbia. It certainly seemed like from afar over the summer. Uh, I've talked about this on the podcast at length, but he was playing power forward. He was coming off the bench. I can't imagine he was you know, exactly thrilled with playing power forward. Uh, but Michael Mullen said on Monday that he senses that the fact that he's back here now in Denver, in familiar territory, playing his natural position, doing all the stuff on the court that he likes to do that he knows leads to winning, uh, has him in a good mental state. So I thought that was an interesting comment. And I think it just kind of goes to show that Jokic is in a really good state of mind right now. He's feeling good mentally and physically. I don't think he's exhausted by any means. He did not want his load to be managed during training camp practices. Michael Malone said, I asked him that on the first day of training camp and, uh, you know, he wants to be out there doing every drill at practice, but obviously in the games, it's a preseason game. They'll load manage him a little bit. If I'm the Nuggets, like I play Jokic two games throughout the preseason. I play him probably 10 to 15 minutes a game in game number two. Maybe his regular minute allotment around 30 minutes per game in game number three. That's it. I give him the first and the fourth games off. We'll see what Denver does, but he's not playing tonight. So on the subject of this question from Jack, will Jeremy Grant get some minutes at center and small ball lineups tonight? I certainly hope so. Jeremy Grant at the five is a look that I really want to see the Nuggets roll out there. I mean, if you just put Grant, you know, maybe next to Porter and then Craig and Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, that's an interesting lineup for sure. I just like the versatility Jeremy Grant gives you at the five. I don't think during the regular season that's going to be a lineup the Nuggets can like go to consistently for, you know, 10 minutes a game or something like that. They've just got Jokic to play. They've got Plumlee to play. They've got Millsap to play as well. So I think there could be some time for consistent Jeremy Grant at the five minutes. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, like Denver's most used lineup by any means. I think we will see a little of it tonight, though. Malone's mentioned how it's something he wants to experiment with, something he likes. Jeremy, he said Jeremy Grant can play the five, so I think we could very well see that tonight. And I think it will look very good. I think him at the five is a real modern NBA look. I think he's a versatile enough defender, obviously. Really good shot blocker. He wasn't a great rebounder in Oklahoma City, and I'm curious if that has more to do with you know his skill set or the fact that there were a lot of bodies to feed on rebounding on rebounds on the glass in Oklahoma City with Westbrook, with Adams, with Paul George. So we'll see, but I'm expecting it to look pretty good. Last question. This one comes from Connor Ducey. I feel like everyone has simplified Torrey Craig's deficiencies offensively to three-point shooting, but during his starting stint last regular season, it felt like Craig was responsible for a lot of turnovers from passes that didn't connect 
and Jokic gently trust passing to him or running DHOs. Are you guys concerned about this, or do you think he'll improve movement with chemistry in the offense? It's definitely a concern, and I agree with you, uh, Connor. That was something that always stuck out when Craig was playing alongside Jokic. He just doesn't have that same rhythm in Denver's read-and-react offense as a Will Barton, as a Juancho Aaron Gomez. Just doesn't have that offensive, that natural offensive IQ to play in this type of system, whereas those guys seem like they certainly do. Now, he can definitely improve in that area, and I think he improved over the course of last season and with more reps, more time spent playing alongside Jokic. I think he's a smart enough player to improve, but just naturally, he doesn't have that awareness, that that feel for the Nuggets offense the same way a Barton or a a Wancho do so I agree that's definitely a deficiency that, that he brings to the table on the offensive end along with with his three-point shot but I'll be curious to see who starts at the three tonight you know if I just had to throw a prediction out there that is probably going to be wrong I'll say Tory Craig that's just the read I get from Malone's comments and from uh, how the week went down in Colorado Springs uh, but we'll certainly see I don't think that competition is over by any means and uh I'll talk about that a little more in a few minutes going over what I'm looking for in tonight's preseason opener. Thanks, guys, for the questions. Again, DNVR subscribers, leave your questions in the comment section of any article on the DNVR.com, any podcast as well, and we will get to them on the next show. I really hope if you guys are at home tonight watching this Nuggets preseason opener on your couch, you've got a Breck Brew in your hand. No, I wouldn't recommend any other beer that's a half while watching this Nuggets game tonight. I've been talking about them all summer. Continue to talk about them for the rest of this Nuggets season. But can't recommend any of the beers from Breck Brewery enough. I mean, Breck Brewery is Colorado here at DNVR. We are Denver. We are Colorado as well. So uh, I feel like us and Breck Brewery, it's a great partnership. And uh, we love drinking our beers. Uh, I think from what I've heard, from the feedback I get from you guys, from the screenshots you post on Twitter or where you tag us or you tag Breck Brew of drinking their beers. You guys like them as well. Check out the Strawberry Sky. It's my beer of the summer. I've had so many of them this summer. Also check out Cardo Core. It's a new kind of apple champagne beer uh, from Breck Brew that you guys are going to love. So could not recommend those two beers enough. And if you're at the liquor store, if you're at Total Beverage, if you're anywhere uh, looking for a couple beers to get you through the day, to get you through the week, to celebrate with, make sure they're a Breck Brew. It tastes a little better uh, when you're drinking a Breck Brew. And before I get to some things I'll be watching for in tonight's preseason opener, you guys know how supporting local business is in our blood. We're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. And it may not be what you think it is because Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contact manufacturing, and custom hoses. DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries, including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and so much more. An ISO certified company that will work with you from design to final product that is both cost effective and will meet your requirements. If you're in need of custom design, material selection for your project, or have a deadline to make a large order, do not hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. 
Call them today, 1-800-259-0010, or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR, and tell them who sent you. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage. Remember, DNVR listeners can get 30% off your purchase of $25 or more by using the code DNVR2019. I think the number one thing I'll be looking for in this preseason opener here, Tuesday night, ESPN in Portland, not the Moda Center, at Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which is right next to the Moda Center, it's Michael Porter Jr. Uh, It really is. He's been the key storyline throughout training camp. He was the key storyline this summer, even through the injuries. But he's the number one thing to watch tonight. And, you know, while Jokic isn't playing tonight, and I don't know how many minutes a guy like Jamal Murray is going to get tonight or Gary Harris, Denver doesn't really need to see much from those guys throughout the preseason. But if I'm Denver, I'm trotting Porter out there, you know, not for 30-plus minutes. Let's not get carried away. This guy hasn't played a game in 19 months, you know. He hasn't played a game since March 2018 at Missouri. That's a long time. You don't want to just throw him out there in his first game in front of fans, in front of refs. That's televised. You know, this is the first time he's playing in front of a live crowd and just in an actual game in nearly two years. But you definitely want to get his feet wet tonight. And uh, the hype, of course, has been building. It's at an all-time high right now. Personally, I've never been higher on Porter's prospects with the Nuggets than I am right now. And I expect him to get, you know, 15 to 20 minutes tonight. I think that'd be a healthy amount of minutes for him to get. I don't think that's too many, but Denver wants to see what this guy can do. Uh, There's this ongoing small forward competition, and that's also going to be a central thing I'll be watching. But Porter's in this competition, and yes, I don't think he's necessarily the leader or even a viable guy to start their opening night I think that's most likely going to be either Torrey Craig or Will Barton at this point in the game but you know he's competing and he's competing for minutes right now against those two and Wancher and Gomez who I think could also get some minutes at the four as well behind Jeremy Grant and so Porter's the main attraction tonight he he definitely is he's what people are going to be talking about if he plays well, if, even if he plays bad, he's going to be the talk of this Nuggets preseason opener. I hope we get to see some minutes where Porter plays alongside Nikola Jokic. There's been some talk throughout camp about those two establishing chemistry. And man, I think it'd be really exciting to see those two on the floor together. It's funny. When you go from not playing any basketball to playing in an offense like the Nuggets is around Jokic, that's got to be eye-opening. You know, Porter needs just a crash course on the Nuggets' read-and-react offense because it's so much different from, obviously, any offense that he's ever played and where he's the number one guy. And that's going to take some adjusting for sure. But from talking to Jokic, from talking to Porter over the last couple of weeks, it seems like you know, those two are taking some steps to getting on the same page. You know, Jokic has taken Porter aside. And he said, hey, if you're standing still, you're doing it wrong. You've got to be in constant motion here. Every play, every time down the court, that's how we thrive. If you're standing, move, cut, and I'll find you. And 
Porter can also be a really good cutter off ball. He's six foot ten, six foot eleven, with a seven foot wingspan. He can get up and get alley oops. He can corral no look passes for Jokic that might be slightly off target. So he can be a really good cutter too. The other thing you're watching from Porter is going to be on the defensive end of the floor because how he holds up defensively could go a long ways to determining just how much he plays for this team once the regular season starts. Nuggets coaches have been stressing to Porter that he has the tools to be an elite defender. And he definitely does. Athletic, long, 6'11", good instincts. He can be an elite defender. He has a skill set. Now, he's never been regarded as that guy. He's been regarded as much more of an offensive player. But if he dedicates himself on that end, he can be a really good defender in this league. And if he's able to guard his position, if he's able to hold up on that end of the floor... I think you know in some respects the offense is going to be there. He's going to be able to get buckets. He's going to be able to get out and transition, score in the half court, score in the ebbs and flows of Denver's offense, cutting, or just reading the offense, moving to open spots. But if he's able to defend his position, I think that could go a long ways to getting him on the floor. So it's what I'll be watching for with Michael Porter tonight. It's been a long road for him to get back here. But, man, here we are. <laughs> We're finally going to see this guy playing in Nuggets jersey. Something else I'll be watching for on the topic of this small forward conversation, what does Will Barton look like? Didn't get off to a great start at training camp with that hamstring injury. He was suffering from a tweaked hamstring over the first couple days. It did get back in the swing of things towards the conclusion of training camp and in that scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, but, you know, just not playing, I think, caused this small forward competition to get a little tighter because you definitely got the sense that you know, maybe he'd come into this thing as the slight leader in the clubhouse just because he's the incumbent at that position, but that doesn't really seem to be the case anymore. So I'm curious to see how he looks. Curious to see how he looks potentially as a starter or if he does come off the bench, which I think he might in this opener if I just had to make a guess. Uh, I could be totally wrong on that, but that's just the vibe I get. Maybe Torrey Craig gets a starting nod and Barton comes off the bench. And when it comes to Craig, I'll be curious to see if that three-point shot that everybody's been talking about all training camp long translates to uh, in a game. But when it comes to Barton, I don't think there's any player on the Nuggets roster that may be under more pressure early on this season than Barton. Because he's got to show that this year he's going to be able to return to form, return to the player he was in 2018, not the guy he was in 2019. Because if he's the guy he was last year, you know, I don't know if that guy has a place in Denver's starting lineup, and he's definitely an off-the-bench guy for the Nuggets, but if Barton is who he was in 2017-18 when he had a career year, 40 games as a starter, 41 games off the bench for the Nuggets, that's a guy who's got a very legit case to be in the starting lineup. So I'll be curious to see what kind of player he looks like because hasn't got a ton of reps at training camp and five-on-five and five full-contact scrimmages. So uh, a big preseason Definitely shaping up for Barton. And when it comes to this small forward competition, I don't think this thing is close to over by any means. I could see this thing dragging out really throughout the entirety of preseason and then Denver naming a starter you know, right before opening night or something to that tune. Are you guys in need of a top dog electrician? Because for over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract company in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, 
They will give you the DNVR back school hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. So don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. I'm not as worried, or not maybe not worried is the right word, but not as interested in how the starters look outside of that starting small forward position. And a quick note on that, starting small forward position, Michael Malone has said that he will prioritize and really think about team fit when evaluating a guy to start there at the three next to Murray, Harris, Millsap, and Jokic. That also makes me think he might be leaning Torrey Craig. I think in Malone's mind, Craig is the better fit there or or a nice fit next to those other starters. I think he likes that combination because of Craig's defense and the fact he doesn't really need the ball in his hands. So we'll monitor the small forward competition and see what happens there. But really, I think this preseason and especially this first game is going to be about Denver's bench, Denver's second unit, who emerges as the guys who really take over that second unit. I think it's going to be an equal opportunity offense for sure like Denver's starters are, but ju- just how that second unit looks, how how Porter looks, how Malik Beasley looks. C- can he put together another big season after last year's breakout year? And he, he could be a restricted free agent after this season too. So he's got a lot riding on this year. Can Monte bounce back and look like the player he was last year? Don't think there's any reason he won't. Jeremy Grant, uh, that that's a big talking point for sure. That's a big focus for the Nuggets preseason talked about him a little bit i expect him to play some five obviously porter and then what happens at, at small forward i do think a lot of this preseason is about the bench here's something specific though uh, that i'll be watching for with this team tonight and especially tonight when maybe you're not playing your starters regular minutes maybe you're not playing your role players regular minutes either perhaps that only happens in you know game two or maybe game three of the preseason. I'm interested to watch some of the end of the bench guys, the Vlaco Chanchers of the world, the Jared Vanderbilt's of the world. I'm really excited to see what those guys can do in a game like setting. Vlaco has gotten some rave reviews uh, throughout the open gyms this summer, throughout training camps as well. Excited to see what he can do with some playing time. I feel like if Denver wasn't as deep as they are, he's a guy who could give the Nuggets really solid minutes. But just with how deep the Nuggets are, it doesn't seem like it would be entirely possible. So I'm excited to see what the bench will do. But but also the last couple of guys on this roster, Vlaco and Jared Vanderbilt, two guys who I'm very high on, who have unique skill sets, I think, and just really fit what this team is about. Curious to see what they look like tonight in potentially some increased minutes, definitely more minutes than Vanderbilt probably has ever gotten at any point in his Nuggets tenor. Vlaco, obviously a rookie. But like I said, the bench and that small forward position is going to be the focus for me tonight and throughout training camp. Hey, if you guys have questions, hit me on Twitter throughout the game, at Harrison Wind. Or if you have questions for Wednesday show or Thursday show, Leave a comment on any DNVR story on the DNVR.com. That comment section only open to DNVR subscribers. Hope you guys enjoy the game. We're back with another episode recapping the game, I believe, sometime on Wednesday. Our first recap show of the year. We'll talk to you guys then.
As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.